0: sorry to disappoint you. So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude. Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like. I make mistakes. Like, lots of mistakes. I'm just trying to do the best that I can do. I guess I'm just imperfectly human. Welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Human Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Daly. I want to thank you for joining me for another week. I appreciate you. I think you guys are great. Um, So for those of you that do not know me, (laughs) caught myself there. For those of you that don't know me, I am your host. As I said, Mr. Daly, I am... The host of this podcast and the Daily Perspective podcast. I want to shout out everyone that's listening on Transistor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker. Tune in wherever you are listening from. I want to let you know that you are appreciated. Also, I am the principal consultant of Yellow 8 Design agency or yellow Eight digital agency whatever you want to call us we're an agency and we do design and digital stuff call us digital design agency hey combine them all anyway what is yellow 8 yellow Eight is a company that provides you with services in the areas of digital marketing user experience design Customer journey, functional design, uh, analytics. Basically, our job is to help you get noticed by the people that you want to be noticed by. That's what we do. So we use a combination of these techniques to elicit what you are looking for, to develop a customer journey that will work for your customers and achieves your goals. We work with design consultants who will help you with your graphic design, your web development. Um, We design the web flow, the web application journey and the way um, your customers will, as I say, the way your customers will navigate your space. Um, And then we help you market yourselves and make sure that you get seen. We focus on understanding your customer, helping you to understand your customer so that you know who you need to be pitching yourself So, the Imperfectly Human podcast. What is this podcast about? For those of you that have been tuning in on a regular basis, you will know the Imperfectly Human podcast is where I talk about my life as a Christian entrepreneur. Shock, horror. Yes, I am a Christian and I am an entrepreneur. Put the dude together, a Christian entrepreneur. Does that mean that my life is rosy and cushy? No. Does that mean that I do not go through struggles? No, does that mean that um, everything is, um, how do I want to put it? Because I don't want to say, does that mean everything is blessed? Because yes, everything is blessed. Even when things are not going right, things are blessed. Why? Because the favour of the Lord is upon me. His hand is upon me. And, um, you know, as you get to know me, you will understand that I everything I do is underpinned by my faith. But I am not one of your... I am not a preachy, preachy Christian. I do not Bible bash. I do not agree with Bible bashing. I live my life and I allow my life to be my um, my soapbox. My life is how I share my faith. I live transparently. I live openly. So why did I start this podcast? I started this podcast because... I wanted to share the journey of a Christian entrepreneur after we'd been through season one where I talked with Dr. Johnson and we shared on our struggles about purpose and about the various things that can derail us from our purpose. I thought, well, what is the best way to go in season two? And season two was to introduce you to my life and my journey and what I'm going through and what I'm doing at the moment. So. Last week we talked about keeping the same energy. And I wanted to kind of continue on that theme. And um, this week's episode is really about getting rid of the things that do not... um, How do I put this? The things that hold no value. I think is that the right way to say it? Look at me. I'm always trying to think about the way I put things to you because I don't want people to think um, that I am being flippant with some of the terms, some of the things that I say. Um, When I when I speak about getting rid of things, removing things that don't add value to you. So yeah. So this episode, I'm calling this episode "Cut It Off." And I'm talking about removing the things that don't add value to you. But I'm not talking about just saying, oh, no, this person doesn't add anything to me. I'm going to get rid of them. This doesn't add anything to me. I'm going to get rid of them. Um, It might sound like that's what I'm saying, but that is not what I'm saying. What do I mean? Before you decide to cut something off, you must do what is called a value assessment. But a value assessment comes from understanding yourself. A value assessment comes from understanding who you are. A value assessment comes from understanding what drives you, what motivates you, what grounds you, what is your foundation. Without you understanding what your own personal foundation is, if without you understanding what... You are anchored to. There is no way for you to do a value assessment on the things in your life and the people in your life and the situations and maybe the businesses or um, the jobs or whatever it may be that you are holding on to. You can't do that value assessment without really understanding who you are and as usual there are there are a few um there are a few scriptures that i would like to lean on in this and i'm gonna go for one that you will typically hear used in relation to um marriage so many people may be familiar with this um with this scripture. Uh, let me find it. Give me two seconds. I should have really had this already put up. So forgive me. Uh but I will I will find it now and then we will we will get this show on the road. Um, and as as though it was by magic um I am looking at second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 and i am reading for the from the new living testament um new living testament new living translation my bad uh, don't team up with those who are unbelievers how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness how can light live with darkness and you hear this used a lot in marriage you marriage counsel or when people are talking about um couples getting together and dating people and I think that's very narrow in our use of that scripture because first and foremost let me put it this way do you have to understand what it means to be yoked. Um yoking is a farming term and I am going to bring it up because, again, um, so to put a yoke on, to put a yoke on an animal or to put a yoke on a pair of animals is to attach them and it's, so the yoke would basically be put over them and they would be attached to a, uh, a plow and they would pull the plow and um basically that's what it means it's working in tandem working together to fulfill something do not be do not be joined with someone to fulfill a purpose do not be unequally joined with someone to fulfill a purpose and why does the bible talk about this it talks about this because if you have two belief systems You're going to have two things pulling in two different directions. You're going to have one belief system trying to pull you one way and the other one resisting and trying to pull you in another direction. The two are not the same and therefore there is no direction. There is no way. You can't go in two directions at once. So in order for you to cooperate and to go in the same way, And that is why I like the New Living Translation that says do not team up with unbelievers. Um, But it's basically do not team up with someone with a different value system to you. Do not team up with someone with a different belief to you. Why? Because it is impossible for you to go in the same direction where you are, when you are drawn by two different things, when you are guided by two different things, so super important. I wanted that to be the foundational scripture that, that underpins what I'm talking about today. Um, and there are there are a few other scriptures, and I, I will I will as time as we go through this, I will draw for those um, particular scriptures especially as they come back to my to my memory because hey, uh, there's a lot going on in my head sometimes i forget about some of the things that i want to say to you uh, but with that said why is it important why does this apply to you as an as an entrepreneur or why does this apply to you as someone that is trying to focus on your purpose because when you don't understand your own value system When you take your own value system lightly When you do not have a foundation that is based on a strong value and belief system You can be drawn and pulled in many different directions You are not anchored and it is important to be anchored. You need something to be anchored to. So, for me, as I say, I am, my faith underpins me. My faith is my anchor. Now, first and foremost, I can't walk in the same direction in business or in Uh, Life, I don't want to say in life But it's true, in life I can't walk in the same direction As someone that doesn't share the same beliefs as me Why? Because there will be things that they want to do That I will never want to do There will be things that they want to partake in That I will never partake in There will be a way of life that they want to lead That I never want to lead So we will always be in conflict um does that mean that I can't be friends with someone that doesn't share uh the same belief system as me? Of course not. Of course we can be friends. Um, of course we can have cordial relationships, of course we can um hang out and have a meal together, and um I encourage you to have friends from all sorts of belief systems because it's important that you live your life in a way that shows that. Um, you know, you are no, look, I say all the time, you are no better than anyone else in this world. I am no better than anyone else in this world. Um, I consider myself fortunate that I have my faith. Um, so, but that doesn't make me any better than anyone else in this world. Um, especially if I look at things from a biblical perspective, uh, the Bible says that we are all sinners, so how am I any better than anyone in this world if we are all sinners? So who am I to get on a high horse and believe that I'm better than anyone? Anyway, but having this value system helps you underpin your yourself. It, it gives you a foundation. It gives you something to anchor to. What does it also do? It gives you a benchmark. Now, from a business perspective... Any what for the last few weeks, I've always talked about um, analytically critic analytically measuring or or, you know, analyzing your business, analyzing every step that you take. And that's that same principle applies here. Having a benchmark, having a value system means that you can be analytical in your relationships with with things people um, whatever it may be, whatever you whatever is whatever relationships you want to measure you can measure them against your value system does this friend um, believe in relationships in the same way that I do i e Are they someone that believes that they must be faithful to their spouse? Are they someone that believes that they must be, they must do everything by the book and above board? Are they someone that believes in um, taking care of the poor? Are they someone that believes in charitable giving? Do they hold the same values as me? Why? Why? because if they don't hold the same values as me we will struggle to align and there will be constant conflict also when it, in life there comes a point where you have some critical decisions and if you are yoked with someone that does not hold the same values as you those critical decisions can be cra- catastrophic um the relationships generally do not recover from the decisions that are made at that point. So, um, so when you're doing a value assessment, what are the things that you want to look at? And I'm sorry, I know I'm, I'm kind of glazing over this and trying to go fast. It's because I also want to move on and talk about something else. Um, and it's something that I believe, I personally believe... Um, once you have the foundation of your value system, you build this on top and you and you start to get you start to find out what you need to keep and what you need to cut off. So um, I am looking at a worksheet that was created. It's called the Values Worksheet. It was adapted from Kelly Wilson's Valued Living Questionnaire. It was put together by a guy by the name of Russ Harris. And uh, it says, all rights reserved, Russ Harris. So I am giving Russ Harris his dues. This is not mine. I repeat, this is not mine. This belongs to Russ Harris and his website is the happiness trap uh oh sorry the happiness trap <laughs> dot .com the happiness trap.com and you can find this uh value worksheet on there but as you go through it um one of the let's let me just read you how he opens up his introduction to this worksheet deep down inside what is important to you what do you want your life to stand for What sort of qualities do you want to cultivate as a person? How do you want to be in your relationships with others? Values are our heart's deepest desires for the way we want to interact with and relate to the world, other people and ourselves. They are leading principles that can guide us and motivate us as we move through life. Values are not the same as goals. Values are directions we keep moving in, whereas goals are are what we want to achieve along the way. A value is like heading north. A goal is like a river or mountain or valley we aim to cross whilst travelling in that direction. Goals can be achieved or crossed off, whereas values are an ongoing process. For example, if you want to be a loving, caring, supportive partner, that is a value, an ongoing process. If you stop being loving, caring and supportive, then you are no longer a loving Caring, supportive partner. You are no longer living by that value. In contrast, if you want to get married, that is a goal. It can be crossed off or achieved. You are married. Once you are married, you are married. Even if you start treating your partner very badly. If you want a better job, that is a goal. Once you've got it, goal achieved. But if you want to fully apply yourself at work, that is a value, an ongoing process. So um, he goes on to just break down a number of areas where people need to consider what their values are. And we've talked about some of these, but um, off the bat, uh, family relations. So what sort of brother, sister, son, daughter, uncle, auntie do you want to be? What personal qualities would you like to bring to those relationships? What sort of relationships... Would you like to build? How would you like to interact with others if you if you were the ideal you in these relationships, um, marriage couples or intimate relationships? What sort of partner would you like to be? An intimate relationship? What personal qualities would you like to develop? What sort of relationship, etc., etc.? Cetera, et cetera. Parenting? What sort of parent would you like to be? And again, what sort of qualities, what sort of relationships would you like to build with your children? How would you behave as the ideal you? Again, same for friendships and social life. Um, what sort of qualities would you bring to the table? What sort of friend would you be? Um, as a, in your career and employment, what do you value in your work? What would make it more meaningful? What kind of worker would you like to be? If you were living up to your own ideal standards, what personal qualities would you like to bring to your work? What sort of work relationships would you like to to build? Now, I read all of those ones out because they are super important. Um, Education, personal growth and development. What do you value about learning, education, training or personal growth? What new skills would you like to learn? What knowledge would you like to gain? What further education appeals to you? What sort of student would you like to be? What personal qualities would you like to apply? Recreation, fun and leisure. What sort of ho- hobby, sports, leisure activities do you enjoy? Um, how do you like to how do you relax and unwind? How do you have fun? What sorts of activities do you like? Spirituality. What spirit, whatever spirituality means to you is fine. Just as I was saying before. Um, it may be as simple as communion, communing with nature or as formal as participation in an organized religious group. What is important to you in this area of life? Citizenshi- citizenship, Environment, Community. Citizenship, environment and community life How would you like to contribute To your community or environment Um, What sort of environments Would you like to create at home and at work What environments do you like to spend more time in And lastly Health and physical well-being What are your values Related to maintaining your physical well-being How do you want to look after your health With regards to sleep, diet, exercise, smoking Alcohol, why is this important Now I'll just I'll just quickly relay all the all of the top level areas again. So number one, family relations, number two, marriage, couples, intimate relationships, Uh, number three, parenting, number four, friendships and social life, number five, career and employment, number six, educational, education, personal growth and development. Number seven, recreation, fun and leisure. Number eight, spirituality. Number nine, citizenship, environment and community life. Number 10, health and physical well-being. So you need to have values for yourself, a foundation, a baseline in all of these areas. And once you establish this baseline, you can start to critically assess everything in your life or everything in those particular areas. So, what is my benchmark for my family relations? Now, this is going to sound super harsh, but I know why I'm saying it. Just because someone is your family, because someone is your blood, it doesn't mean that you have to be friends with them. It doesn't mean that you have to spend every waking moment with them. It doesn't mean you have to... Um you know you can love someone from a distance because sometimes we 're individuals, we have personalities, and personalities clash. so think about that so what what are your values in in when it comes to family relations, and do the people in your lives do your family members live up to these values um, your marriage, what are your values in marriage, and how do you align? Um, are you and your wife in alignment? or are you and your, your husband in alignment alignment? Are you and your spouse in alignment? Um, that's a really important one because if any of these things, if any of these 10, 10 areas are out of whack, you cannot achieve the things that you want to achieve because there is imbalance in your life. And we need balance. We need continual balance in order to be able to function at our best. Um, parenting. So what kind of parent do you want to be? Super important. So many people spend their lives building businesses and all of these things and neglecting their family. Um, It's funny because they say that they are trying to build a legacy, um, a legacy they can hand down to their children. And yet they have no relationship with these children. They don't even know what their children like or they are interested in. Set yourself a value standard and measure yourself. And you have to be accountable in this area. You Don't try and hold your children accountable to something that you can't hold yourself accountable to. Cultivate relationship with your children. Super important. Um, Friendships. Friendships is, is one that, you know, again, look, you may have been friends for a very, very long time. But if your value system... If your value assessment shows that you are both in different places and value different things and hold each other um, in the regard that you had for each other is different. Then you need to make that critical assessment and understand where you place that relationship, that friendship. Uh, Not all friendships are for life, unfortunately. That's just the reality of the life that we live. Um, I would love to say that they are, but the reality is that they're not. Career, um, only you can determine what that is. But again, what are your values? What do you want out of your career? I'm not going to talk about employment because I'm talking about entrepreneurship here. So what do you want from your career as an entrepreneur? What do you want to achieve what are your values why are you doing this what is what makes entrepreneurship w- meaningful to you why are you drawn to it what are you trying to create and what kind of person do you need to be to achieve that education and personal growth we are continuously growing if you're not you're standing still if you're not moving forward you are standing still so if you are not investing in your development you are standing still what is your value for personal development what are you willing to invest in your own growth and and Furthering your knowledge in many areas Because you have to further your knowledge in many areas The most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that never stop learning So like I said in episode 1 You fall down, you make mistakes But you continue to learn You only fail when you stop learning What are your values in this area? What do you believe and what do you anchor yourself to in order to ensure that you continuously grow, um, recreation and leisure, you need to relax. episode two was it? I think it was episode two where we talked about all work and no play. Um, yeah, you need work life balance. you need recreation. you need to be able to unwind. if you have no balance in in that space you will burn out and a burnt out entrepreneur is an, is an entrepreneur that is not going to achieve everything that they were destined to, to achieve. Um, spirituality. Now for me, as I say, my foundation and what underpins me is my faith. I am a Christian. That is my spiritual anchor. That is what I hold on to. You may have something different, but you must have an anchor. I would invite you to explore Christia- Christianity um, and not the Christianity that you see on TV, not the mega churches and all of those things. I'm talking about an in-depth personal relationship a faith-based walk I'm not talking about a religious relationship I'm talking about a personal relationship yes one way you commune and speak with God yourself an individual one-to-one cultivated relationship with God that is what Christianity is to me. And when you cultivate this, when you spend time investing in yourself and in, in and filling yourself with the word of God, you can achieve so much. Um, so really try and find a value system um, and and anchor yourself to that in, in, in that aspect. Um, citizenship and environment again. We are a community. We are people that should be giving back. Anyone that focuses purely on self, again, you will fail. You are no man as is an island. I truly believe this. Um, and then last but not least, actually very, very, very important issue. Personally, for me, I would have put this higher up. Um, health and physical well-being. I train... How many times a week? I train five to six times a week. Um, I push my body to the limit. Why? Because I want to remain in the best possible physical shape um, that I can for as long as I can. I want to be as healthy as I possibly can. So I watch what I eat. I watch um what i put into my body i make i try and make sure and i i've i do fail at this because i've said it i said it in another episode i i probably sleep about four to five hours um that is not great um i wouldn't recommend it um and i am trying to do better in this area but um Super important to take care of your physical body because you can't do anything if your physical being is not well. So what is your value system there? What are you expecting from your body? How do you plan to take care of your body? And if anyone that, or if anything doesn't fit with that value system, If anyone around you doesn't value themselves and their physical well-being in the way that you value yours, again, are you unequally yoked? Are you connected to someone that doesn't share the same... um, that doesn't value the same things that you value? Because this causes friction in the relationship. This makes things difficult. Um now you might find someone so this is the second point i wanted to get to and um let me just jump straight in and just give you let me let me just give it to you straight up um da da da, da. where is it gone oh i'm looking at the wrong device forgive me so i Went on here and um, reciprocity. So, here is a definition from a so called social psychology perspective in social psychology, reciprocity is a social norm of responding to a positive action with another positive action, rewarding kind actions. Um, bah bah bah. another the in the Cambridge English Dictionary defines reciprocity as a situation in which two groups agree to help each other by behaving in the same way or by giving each other similar advantages. We offer to all our trading partners a a commitment to commitment to reciprocity and fairness. Okay. Um, Let's see. Reciprocity definition of reciprocity by Webster. Reciprocity definition is the quality or state of being reciprocal. Mutual dependence, actions or influence. How? Oh, okay. Anyway. You get the the picture. Reciprocity is doing. Is someone doing what you would do for them. So. Why am I bringing this up in a conversation about. Um cutting things off because once you have your benchmark once you have your value system once you have your minimum standards and you can measure things by against this value system and minimum standards you, you can understand um, whether someone fits Put simply And how do you measure that? Reciprocity If you do something for someone If you continue If you are continuously doing something for someone And that action is never returned to you In the same way You have a problem Because that means that person does not value you Or what you value in the way you value them And what they value Again Again um, that's let me use a business example, so when it comes to credit risk or when it comes to um, your credit file, there is banks operate on a system of reciprocity so all the data that Experian holds or Equifax or any credit bureau holds on you is shared. And is founded on a principle of reciprocity. So, banks will share information and allow other banks to see their information that they hold on a customer, as long as the other bank reciprocates. And um, by v- and because of this shared reciprocal agreement, the credit bureau exists. And Information on people's credit behaviour has become common practice to be shared across all industries. You find that you you will find that whenever you, you read or you sign up to any credit agreement, it says we will share this information or we will do we the the term is we will all we will share. Because the sharing is based on reciprocity. They know that they must share in order to receive. And no lender, no bank, no institution wants to be caught out and increase their risk. So they reciprocate by sharing information. And this reciprocal cycle continues over and over and over again. In your life... Learn to assess um, the reciprocity of the of the things and the people in your life. Does the thing that you are putting so much value in return the same value to you? And. And. You know, I can. We can apply this. We can apply this to uh, because I was going to say, can you really apply this to inanimate objects and things like that? So if you're putting a ton of value in your vehicle or anything like that, um, and you spend X amount of time washing this vehicle, blah blah blah, um, you're constantly getting it detailed, getting the rims cleaned, all of that, all of that good stuff. What value does that thing bring to your life? If the value that you get out of that vehicle is less than the time effort money and all and what you put into it then you need to reassess that value relationship in your in in your life you need to you need to decide whether you're going to continue to pour all that resource into something that actually doesn't add much value to you If you have a friendship and you are constantly giving, giving, giving and this person never gives to you. Um, And I'm not talking about monetary or anything like that. I'm talking about support. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about whatever you value. If they don't reciprocate, if they don't give you the things that you give to them, the things that you value, that you give to them, then you need to reassess that relationship because clearly you two are unequally yoked and um this just you know I really it's a shame that that I can't you know really dig into the detail of this like that like I would like to but um and I know this hasn't been, this hasn't been a typical business um, podcast where I'm telling you, um, oh, do this and follow this principle. And here, is, here are uh, some slides that show you how to structure things. And But I felt it was so important to talk about value-based things because we put so much energy and so much effort into some of these things in our lives and we receive nothing back. There is a principle in economics called sunk costs. And as I said that, you know, some of the relationships in our lives will never yield any value to us. And the effort and the energy that we've poured into those relationships should be considered sunk costs. And we must learn to make this assessment on every area of our life. That PlayStation that you bought, that you spent 500 bucks on and... You know, you don't touch, you don't whatever. You're never going to get that value back out of it. That's a sunk cost. That uh, time and energy that you put into a business venture that went nowhere. um, And you want to, you don't want to give up on it. But you can see that there is no value ever going to come out of it. That time and energy and maybe money or capital that went into it is a sunk cost. You have to know when to draw the line, you have to know when to cut it off. You know, you have to know when to separate yourself from something because that sunk cost will sink you eventually, it will pull you down, it will continue to drag you down if you don't learn when the right time is to cut that thing off. So, hopefully, this has been of use to someone hopefully I've shared something that has enlightened someone about making value based assessments um, in their lives what are their values what is their benchmark how are they going to assess the relationships and the friendships and uh maybe the business relationships the 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 things that they are spending their hard-earned money on how are they going to assess the value of these things and make the decisions on what to keep and what to cut off and the thing is it's a freeing experience to cut yourself free to set yourself free of these things that hold you back and weigh you down um look nothing in this life is guaranteed nothing in this life is promised so always be honest with yourself be truthful truthful with yourself in your assessment of where you are what you hold dear, and the things that are important to you i want to thank you for tuning into this podcast i will catch you again next week um have a great week god bless thank you for listening to this week's episode of the imperfectly human podcast remember to subscribe and share this podcast you can do this on your favorite streaming platforms